Welcome to Really Cool Stuff for the Home podcast, sponsored by HomeWorks. And now with today's show on all the ways to improve your home, is your host, Denise Sanchez. Hello, everybody. This is Denise at HomeWorks, Really Cool Stuff for the Home. And you know what? We do a lot of video podcasts on all the luxury appliances that we sell, you know, some unique workstations. And uh, we'll be talking about our central vacuums and home automation. But we also offer some services that are quite unique. For instance, cutlery. People don't realize um, how your cutlery, um, it, it needs to be sharpened professionally. You know, just using those little knife sharpening things is not the the, the uh, only way to achieve a result. So I had some, we work with a lot of chefs and I started asking chefs about their knives. You know how they always package their knives like in these um, rollout, you know, kind of canvas things or leather bags. I mean, they tote them around. They're like their tools or specialized tools. And they were telling me about a knife sharpening service that they use. And so we got in touch with this knife sharpening service company and um, I wanted to go over that with you, how important it is. I'm going to introduce you to Dominique Besson. Is that correct how you say your last name? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know you don't know this, Dominique, but I, uh, um, I have some French blood. In you fact, know. my dad was 100% French. His name was Robert Joseph Levesque, L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E. So yeah. my name. <laughs> you know, Denise Levesque. So, um, and, and he was hundred percent, he came in from uh, his family from, from France and then they went to Quebec in uh-huh. Canada, and then he came down his family to Boston in Massachusetts. Okay. So yeah, so we have that in, in common, but tell me a little bit about your company before we talk about this service. Mm-hmm. I want to know a little bit about your company and where this accent comes from. So there's <laughs> got to be a little bit of background story here. And I want to share that with my audience. Sure. Well, as as your father, I'm 100% French. I was born in France, born and raised. I came in the U.S. I was 27 years old. Wow. Out of a dream. That was a dream for me. And yes, I did accomplish that dream. Uh, came in the U.S. and started as because, you know, not all Frenchmen, but look, I, I, was, a, I was a cook. I cooked for over 20-something years. Huh? So uh, I knew that I could... Basically, wherever I wanted to be in the world with cooking, French cooking, I could go anywhere. Oh, yes. oh much coveted. Right. Oh, so huh? my goal was to be in the U.S., so that's what I did. I came to the U.S. I had an opportunity. I was hired by a company out of Los Angeles to come to work in the U.S., so I did. There we go. So that's that. So I worked for many years in kitchens, but I always had that thought in behind my mind that I, you know it's a, it's a young man game. You get to a point from a certain age, it's very yeah. difficult to keep up. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I, you know, I looked at some other avenues and things. So I've learned, I've learned along the way after I, I left cooking, I learned how to sell and I learned how to work with certain companies. And ultimately, I, I've created Star Knife Sharpening mm-hmm. about 14, 14 years ago now. Mm-hmm. And That's awesome. 
and, and you're uh, you you're a little bit different because when you come to our uh, the service that we offer, you come to my store twice a month, yep. and you bring this big, high tech, huge fan, and you we give you the knives. You don't leave the premise. You do everything in this high tech van that has all these unique um, apparatuses to give you these great sharp edges and there was something on here that i read that um let's see uh you address more than just dull knives you restore every blade by not just sharpening but also reshaping thinning and even serrating as necessary so how do you do that that that's incredible and i know there's some beveling and degrees and and that's the thing i want you to explain that okay well first let's talk about the van the van is because when I decided to create this business, I said, I, 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 either I go big or I stay home. Mm-hmm. So I decided to do it the, the most seriously possible I could. So therefore, the, 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 the equipment and the stock, because I do sell nap as well, but the stock, in, I had to have some, some, some kind of, a, of, a, of an equipment like this to do that. To then look also to the chef, because you mentioned the van, you had so many rinky-dink out there that would pull out two grinders and on the street and... Exactly. Yeah. And grind knives, and here you go, you have a sharp knives. That's not the way I wanted to operate. I, I came from after cooking, I went to work for corporate, big corporate corporation. So I've learned from that that if you do something, you do it right, you don't do it at all. So that's why I used to do that. Now, as far as the knives themselves, there's a lot of you know, different knives, different functions, right? And, and, and you find out that there is also different geometry depending on the knife itself. Uh, a chef knife, most of the time, I mean, for those that, that work with the German knives, obviously, but also some of the Japanese, you have some kind of a, of, of a rock, you know, some kind of a, a, quite of a slight bow to the knife. Why is that? It's about when you cut, you rock with the knife. So it makes it much, makes it much, much easier for you to cut. Mm-hmm. Instead of pounding or right. instead of, of fighting with the knife, the knife is a tool. The tool should is supposed to you know facilitate your life, not make it more complicated. Exactly. So, so if you have, so we address the geometry of the knife. You make sure we make sure the geometry is correct when we sharpen the knives. But otherwise, no point of sharpening it. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, most of the knives uh, are coming into a thicker edge. So what does that mean? That means that. If we do a thicker edge, this edge is not going to last for your customers and my customers. Okay? Yes, it is going to be sharp to start with, but it will dull very quickly. So the goal here is not only to provide the sharp edge, but provide a sharp edge which lasts, which for your our customers, for the hours, the you and, 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 and me, these basically our customers, we see them pretty much once a year. Or you know? No, I'm seeing people coming in twice a year. They so love having addicted to it. <laughs> see the difference. It makes your work so much easier and faster. Exactly. Cutting the tomato or cutting the steak or you know anything, it's so much faster. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's so that's that's the balance we 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 try we achieve all the time, or we try to achieve all the time is to get a knife that is sharp, but the, uh, the sharpness will last. It's easy to give it back and to, to do a sharp knife, but if the customer comes back two months later because the yeah. knife is dull, yeah. this is a disservice to the customer. This is not fair. But if we give, and those who come is every every six months, it's because they're addicted to the to the sharpness. Yeah. They're not sharp all the time. So those 
we we take care of also, but it, it's pretty much pretty much that. That's pretty much chef type people, you know, that do a lot of cooking. You well, know, cook, yeah, every day. Yes, yes, exactly. Every day, uh, we for the 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 serrated knives basically. Uh, as you use the knife, you wear out the teeth, like you wear out your knife, your straight edge knife. Mm-hmm. You wear out the edge on the on the serrated knife. You do do the same thing. You wear out the, the serration. It takes longer because you don't use that knife, that knife much uh, as often as you would a regular knife. However, they go dull and you lose the teeth. Well, we have a, a magic diamond-coated. It's a diamond-coated wheel, something that we use that will will be able to bring back uh, the bread knife, put some teeth back on the bread knife so the bread knife can last longer. Uh, typically in the past, basically a knife sharpener, when there was the teeth were getting worn out, what they would do is that they would, you know, change that knife into a straight edge. You know, but they didn't know I didn't have any equipment to do that. For us, as long as we have metal, we'll make a bread knife out of it. We'll keep a bread knife uh, running. Basically, is what we do. Um, and you know, people are now, I think, understanding that uh, your cutlery—they are tools. You know, so. Right. They're investing in better knives. So this right. becomes even more important. And like those Japanese knives, I understand that that, that is very, very, um, it's not everyone that can sharpen those type of knives. Is that right. And you're kind of, you're certified on this kind of stuff too, right? Star is a recommended knife sharpener for Shun. The Shun cutlery people recommended us, as a matter of fact, for over two years we did, the, we, because when you buy a Shun knife, you get a, a lifetime free sharpening, but there's a caveat to it. You have to ship it back to Oregon and wait another two, three weeks, uh, yada, yada. Yeah. So for a while, they didn't have a, a, a good sharpener back in Oregon. So they contracted us for the Midwest. So mm-hmm. Star was sharpening basically and repairing all the knives, the shun knives in the Midwest. So we were getting pretty much two, three, four orders a day of people that needed their knife sharpen. So we were recommended by shun for that. But so that's the main name, but we are also by Victorinox. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are recommended by Wustoff, Henkels. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Wustoff uh, and Victorinox are using the same equipment that we do as mm-hmm. far as sharpening in the U.S. Kikuichi, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very big, big, big name in Japan. It's a 700, uh, 700 years old company. Wow. Same family for 700 years. Wow. What a, that's amazing. Yes. Wow. I have it, a question. Yes. So if you bought a really good knife and you really invested in a good knife and you had it sharpened by someone like you, mm-hmm. how long would you expect, you know, a typical, someone that cooks a lot, but maybe not a chef, you know, not a chef type. How long would that knife, do you expect it to last? As far as the sharpness of it, it depends. There's so, <laughs> so many factors into it, but basically if they take care of the knives. Uh, a Japanese knife typically usually is a fairly thin edge. Mm-hmm. It's a thinner edge than would be a German. Example, uh, a German, we will sharpen it at about uh, uh, 17 degrees, but uh, that's pretty much uh, the, the, the thinness we're going to go with it. We're not going to go uh, thinner because otherwise the, the, the edge becomes fragile. A, ja- a Japanese, we can go down to 15, 14, 13 degrees which make the, the, the knife much thinner. And if you maintain that edge, uh, you're good for a good year before before you come back to me uh, and take care of it. Unless but, you do some things that you're not supposed to do okay. it. 
then how long would that knife last as far as being the, longevity, the lifetime of the knife? Oh, on a good knife, a good knife, a good knives. I mean, you're in for, for 15, 20 years if you take care of it. Oh, yes. I mean, it's recommended eventually to change to 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 renew your cutlery because uh, cutlery is like a tool. It's like a cookware that you sell. It's like it's like a, a, even the iron, beautiful uh, washer, dryer and things like that. Eventually they get they don't do what they were supposed to do to start with because they get old. This is the same thing with a knife. Eventually, as the sharpening starts, you, you have you have a thin edge. And as you as you as you start to sharpen it, you go more into. I, I, that's what I was wondering. Yes, exactly. So you get up in the, up in a, in a in a blade because a blade is a V shape. So eventually, you just you know treat yourself every twenty years onto a, a beautiful uh, uh, two hundred two hundred fifty dollar beautiful Japanese knife, and you, you you're good to go. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have so many knives, and I know that before I used to sharpen my knives with you. <laughs> I would I would get one knife, try to work with it, get another knife, and and what it was was they weren't sharp enough, and so I was yeah. trying to find something that would cut better, work better, like yeah. even cutting the potato. Uh, that can be uh, very very dangerous if your yes. knife is not sharp. You yeah. would the other way that if you had a sharp knife, it might be more dangerous. No. But but it just makes it goes right through that potato where you're fighting it when you have a dull knife. I can't. Exactly. It's dangerous. Yes. I used to, dangerous. And I used to hate carving up like the turkey or, you know, roast. I hated it because it was all to do with my knives. Yes. It's just amazing. And there are other things that you do. Tell us some unique things that you sharpen. And I know even through my store, you oh. have seen some unusual things. Oh, oh, I got some unusual stories. Uh, once I sharpened a glass knife. A glass knife. A knife made out of glass. Sure. Somebody asked me to sharpen that. Uh, I, in San Antonio, I did sharpen a, a uh, 110 years old ceremonial blade uh, uh, swords that was for the guard of the of the uh, uh, the king of Thailand. Oh my goodness! Uh, that was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, somebody else asked me, and I had to cut paper, by the way. Uh, that. Somebody asked me to sharpen their Japanese katana. I had to be, so it's, and a, that was a, got a 30 some inch long blade. Uh-huh. And the guy, when I, I sharpened it, I said, the, the thing is ready. The first thing he did was took, took a piece of paper and see if he could cut the paper, paper with it. Wow. So, that's sharp. It is. It is sharp. So yeah, I had some, I had some odd stuff like this that, that's a, you wonder, but uh, after all, you know, after that, after that, uh, you get you get used to the the, the, the unusual kind of deal. Yes. Right, and even in my store, you've done, uh, I think, like a Confederate a buck knife type of thing. You did, yeah. and yeah. and, and uh, shears, shears. You know, yeah. when you think about in a good quality shears, um, scissors. We hear that all the time. Uh, seamstress that yeah. sharp knives, and that that's really critical. And just the other day. I had a customer come in. They had bought um, a, uh, a peeling knife from us. Remember? The yeah, the rosé. The rosé, uh, yes. Right. Yes, the yes, yes. Um, and she asked, could you could you sharpen this? You looked at it and you go, uh, yeah, I can do it. And, and you did it. I mean, it was amazing. The things That, that was you- the first, by the way. That was the first. <laughs> because of the way, that, because that was a good tool. Because rosé, 
Rosely Design. I know the company because I, you know, I've been I've been in the circuit for a long time, so I know them. I know Rosely. Rosely Design, good, high quality product. Uh-huh. And they, when they designed the pillar, they thought about. I don't think they thought about maybe making it you know, resharpenable, but at least you should be able to replace the blade if you right. want. Right, right. That's all. Rosely thinks about that stuff instead uh-huh. of uh, putting oh. a blade that when when he's just throw it away. There, yeah. yeah, you have to do that. German company. And is it true that the best knives, except the Japanese knives, are made in Solingen, Germany? Is that true? Oh, you have, well, you know, you have to think, you have to go back in history. Uh, Solingen is because it's known to be uh, the cradle of knife making in Germany. But if you go to Toledo in Spain, mm-hmm. Spain, uh, Toledo is the cradle of knife making in Spain. If you go to Thiers in France, this is the cradle of knife making in, in France because all those, you know, you know, the 14, 15, and well, maybe even before that, when they needed swords, they had to have some kind of a complex manufacturing that thing. Right. Uh-huh. So Solingen is, is the, uh, the cradle for Germany, Thiers for France, Toledo for, for Spain. So they all, all their countries... You know, when you talk about Seki for Japan, uh-huh. so all of them, all countries have their own place where, um, because of the soil too, most of the time, Thiers is because it's very volcanic. Mm-hmm. So they're able to, they're able to pull out some, some minerals and, and, and things like that in, to, to make knives. So that's why. But Solingen is, is German. And German is the one, the, the one, the, because the, the knife took an evolution from uh, you know, from 70, 80 years ago, when all the knives were made out of high carbon, so they were very prone to rust, prone to do to to do all that kind of stuff and stain and so on and so forth. So the German developed that non. I, I want to call it non-stain. I don't want to call it stainless because it's not true. It's a non-stain, high carbon steel product mm-hmm. alloy, actually, and they were the one to to come up with this particular alloy. Therefore, after that, all, all Europe has been using the same steel to make their knives, basically, make some of their stain-free uh, knives. But Wustoff and Henkels are really the big, big, big names in, right. in, in the Western world as far as knife making. So, yeah, Solingen came, became the, almost the epicenter of, of, of Europe for, for knife making because of that. Because I noticed that when I would go in and look at knives, you know, before, and, and I used to sell some knives. We're going to be selling some more. And I want to talk to you about your knife selections, too. <laughs> no, I did not know, shame on you, that you sold knives. I yeah. didn't know that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I noticed that all the knives I was looking at, they were all made in Solingen, Germany. I said, what's up with this, you know? And well, what are some of the brands on the Portugal side and the Spanish side? Do you do you call any of those? Uh, I've there is one company in Portugal that used to make some knives. Uh, I used to carry them. They went away for a while. They they, they had some importing uh, uh, issues, so we kind of you know fell. They fell by the wayside. Uh, the reason why the German uh, got stronger and more popular is because of the of the, the their, their powerhouse. So Gustav and Henkel. Right. Really, really, really uh, came in the U.S., came on the market and sold their product. Uh, you know, the little bitty French 
uh, was the, the Sabatier brand. Uh-huh. And but Wustoff and Henkels are really the two powerhouse that went that came on the, on the American market, sold their product, did well with it. They had a great quality product to provide to customers. Well priced. Uh, yeah, and it, the rest is history, basically. So that's the reason why, whatever you look into a lot of knives, it's all made in Solingen because they have the facilities, they have the know-how, they have everything to make the knife, to make a knife that works a while and, and that is worth the money. So it, it became, by default from the others, if I may say, I mean, the, the French, the, the Spaniard, the, even the Italians, or even the Portuguese, by default... Uh, they became the uh, the the big name. Yeah, the go-to product. Exactly, exactly. So, why would you use a Japanese knife, which they're so different than the German knives? Why is why are their knives so different? Can you explain on that? Yes, yes. Okay, the Japanese. Okay, so let's start by the beginning. A German knife. I always compare it to be a four by four. I mean, the German have been concentrating on making a knife that will go through almost everything. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So that's about four by four. Now, if you look into the Japanese knife, they're more concentrating. It's more of a Ferrari. It's more of a delicate, a very reliable, but delicate product. The reason why is that the Japanese, their philosophy is completely different. The philosophy of making a knife is when you cut, you should not even bruise the fiber. See, represent uh-huh. the fibers. And when you cut, you should not be pulling them. They should be, clean completely clean because they believe and it's true that you alter the the test of the food if you bruise the fiber so therefore the japanese are making knife much thinner so you know 12 between 15 and 12 and 15 degrees basically on the edge so the thinner the better obviously uh, and and to uh, to stick to that philosophy of if when I when I cut I should not be bruising the fiber. So, so, so you want you would want to have both type of knives, right? So what, which what kind of uh, things would you prepare with the Japanese knife over the German type knife? Well, I mean, you know, in the store, as you may know, we opened the store too in in uh, in, in San Antonio, not too long ago. So we're doing a lot of that, a lot of helping people to understand that. But basically, it is okay. Have a German knife for all the heavy work. I mean, you know, splitting a, 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 a watermelon, right. cut cut a, a yes potato, cut the chicken in half. Yes. Uh, 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 do all the big, you know, the big vegetables, butternut squash, and all that kind of stuff, all the squashes and everything like this. Use a German mind for that. For the Japanese, once the thing is broken down and you want more precise cut and easier cut, because that's going to go through the products much easier because the, the V of the blade is much thinner because of that. Mm-hmm. So you, you use your Japanese knife or for precise for all you cut when you cut herbs when you cut salad when you cut things like that. Herbs are very fragile. But if if you cut with a Japanese knife, you're not going to bruise the fiber again. So you 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 your uh, the test of the herbs, the test of the salad and rice cut things are going to stay uh, a, a little bit more whole, a bit tasty. Yeah. And I, I can see that because I know when I'm cutting up like cilantro or something that right. a knife will crush. Yes. Knife, right. Crush it. Right. Yes. Like baseball sandwich. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Well, that is very educational. I just learned something big. So you just opened up a store in San Antonio? Yes. We just opened a store. 
at the uh, Island uh, Commercial Center on Northwest Military. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, nice. Are you selling? Is there a brand name or? Yes, we do. We do sell uh, uh, Sean, Miyabi, Busta, uh, Hankles. Uh, we sell uh, Victorinox. We sell. Part- it's it, it's a pretty much an extension of what we had in a truck, mm-hmm. but on a, big, a little bit on a bigger scale as far as knife. Kikuchi, we sell. We sell. Uh, we're getting into some. We import uh, uh, knife directly from Japan that mm-hmm. we're going to bring that down being made right now that we're bringing in. We also uh, uh, work with a local artisan. Uh, I've got a gentleman in Houston making a knife for us that oh. we're going to sell at the, pro- at the, at the I school. think I saw a picture of that, that you were showing us. And they're, they're, they're like real artsy, right? They're, um, what does he use for his handles? Is that the one? Uh, he's going to be using some G10. It's 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 coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's it should be finished by now. So uh, uh, we have that. Uh, we we teamed up also with a, a gentleman out of Austin that makes cutting board. Oh wow! Uh-huh. And a very thick cutting board made out of out of uh, 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 no dye, no whatsoever, no chemical, no, none whatsoever with it. And he's a small guy that makes that. So we, we also try within the store, try to support that as well. Try to find some people that can do things like that for us. And I love that you're getting some local. Um, we're in Texas. So exactly. it's pretty cool that you're bringing, you know, local artisans, that, you know, oh, yes. in Texas. That's, That's important to us. Yes. You know, I have products that um, are, um, uh, you know, made in France, Italy, Germany. But it is nice to be able to offer something. <laughs> That's American made, and then especially made in Texas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, yes. That's why. That's why we try to do that. We try to support those guys, which is, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's rewarding. We're in Texas. We have to support each other for for, for exactly. making what's happening here. And I really have enjoyed it. You're a lot of fun when you come in. You're always so happy and <laughs> my customers can. We do it the first and third Monday. Of- right month and you um they'll bring me the knives either friday or saturday before and they can come and pick it up that same day and they love that you don't leave with the knives you know that you're right there yeah. in our parking lot with this big huge van that's kind of neat too you know that uh, and it does help with the uh, i did not know you were a chef oh yeah uh, that yeah, gives yeah. some street cred you know <laughs> 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 I yeah, I did, it, I did it for over twenty years, and once in a while, I still have my hitch. You know, it's in my DNA. So it's yeah. uh, sometimes it does happen when I. I mean, right now it's been so so busy with all the things happening and, oh, and the yes. route because we have a route in Austin. We have a route in. Uh, we have a route in uh, uh, Austin, one in San Antonio, and one in Houston. So I got to supervise all that, all that stuff. So I haven't had the time, but sometime, well, since it's in my DNA, sometime I'm going to get the itch, uh-huh. and it's going to take about three, four months in my in my brain to develop a menu, and uh-huh. and, and uh, well, okay, I do it, but after that I got to bring some more. So I call up the friends and say, hey, I did some, I I cooked something now. Why don't you come and eat it? Well, listen, you know I have this chef dinner, this this Blue Star Chef dinner. And I have the, uh, the, uh, it's, it's a, it's a company, American company, and yeah. they were only commercial. So they, you, I've got the open burner. I've got the large ovens. I've got the low, low, low simmer. 
I know where you can practice. And <laughs> no, I know we can help you out with all the food. <laughs> I know we can do that for you. We have to get you in there. I'm serious. I did not know that. Oh, you're dead. I've got you. <laughs> I had no idea. I, I all these years I've known you too. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you, you, when, when I come in, I'm coming in because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in between two stops, and you're in because sometimes you barely, you know, you pick up the phone and you have you signing the check at the same time you're doing the phone. You know? I know I'm busy. I know that. I know that. It's a matter of how it's bad. But I'm going to tap into some of your, um, you know. Uh, your expertise. I mean, definitely. I, I'm I'm totally impressed. I'm much more, even more impressed with you. <laughs> and I, enough, I, I just, I'm so glad that we can offer this service. This is, again, the homeworks, really cool stuff for the home. We don't just offer products. You know, we service everything we sell. We warranty everything we sell. We install everything we sell, whether it's a central vacuum, a home automation, an appliance. But- yep. Uh, a need service that we offer is your um, sharpening skills. You know, it is, it's, um, your company is called um, Sharp, let me make sure I got it Star right. Life sharpening. Star, Star Sharpening. Star Sharpening. And you even have a website. Yes. StarLifeSharpening.com is for the, the mobile service, more of the whole food, right, right. the wholesale service and everything. Right. And uh, we have for the store is StarChefStore.com. Uh, Okay. And then you can visit us there too if you like. And I really appreciate what a surprise, all the things I learned. And I always learn about knives. And that's very interesting. I'm going to invest in a Japanese knife now, you know, because I do a lot of Japanese cooking. Now, I am half French, but my husband is half Japanese. So you can imagine the type of foods that we prepare. Now, now think about something, Denise. Okay. The Japanese, the Japanese cutlery didn't start to be what you know uh, as right now, as as the uh, the the shan or, or or some of the other or the miyabis and stuff. The Japanese cutlery was a single bevel knife, okay? That was like a sushi knife, basically. Right. And the Japanese, when they when they saw that there was some some kind of a, 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 a good evolution to take by mm-hmm. doing this type of knives, they inspired themselves more mm-hmm. from the French cutlery. Really? than the German cutlery making. That's interesting. Yeah, the French, the French cutlery, the French knives are, are a little bit different uh, on, on the making. There's less bolster than you would have. You know, remember when you had some cutlery on the start at, uh, at one point, the, the bolster that you had? Mm-hmm. The, the, the French were much smaller. Mm-hmm. The, thin, uh, the, the profile of the knife is much toward the tip. It's much thinner. It's a little bit more thinner, thinner blades. Mm-hmm. That would be the German and the Japanese. You know, inspired themselves a little bit of the fr- the way the French were making their knives compared That's to what the, Ger- the Germans were doing. Yeah, so so they, evolved, they, yeah, so they evolved too. These and look, look at how people are starting to buy. I mean, we have uh, Japanese knives all the time that you come and you you sharpen. You know. Yes. Used to be didn't see too much of that, but now that's pretty common. And now I understand why I don't want to be crushing my cilantro. Exactly, you don't want it to be turning brown before. I know exactly. (laughs) Well, at Homeworks, 
We do offer products and services to make your homework better for you. Again, you can go to star sharpening, star knife sharpening.com. Right. See some of his offerings, or you can go to homeworksessay.com or stop by our store. And this is the first and third Monday of every month. Um, homework. We'll make your homeworks better for you. And Dominic, thank you so much my pleasure. for thank you, being my guest host. You did a great job. And I learned something, and I know my audience is going to learn. Fantastic. Thank you so much.